Um, all of us know that feeling from time to time. If you've got a teenager in your life, they can wind the bejesus out of you. Um, Stephen Drongol, our relationship expert, is here this morning. And Stephen, we're not looking to pick on teenagers, are we? Even though it's maybe going to feel like that just for a little bit. We're looking to work with teenagers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, because one of the things when you're looking at, at teens is that they're really going through a number of quite specific um, challenges and a number of them are, um, are physical. Now, it's not just the hormones and hormones themselves would be challenging enough. Um, teenagers generally sometime between sort of 12 and 16 go through a fairly major neural prone, mm. which basically means their brain... Um, uh, does something which also happens just before the age of two, where the brain basically takes a whole bunch of uh, connection and um, and does a major reorganisation and basically sort of cuts out a lot of dead wood. And so it's a really big um, task in terms of orienting and shaping the team for the direction that that they will tend to go for the rest of their life. Yeah, right. It's like, I mean, I think back to, I wasn't an especially difficult teenager, but I was still a difficult teenager. Um, some of my siblings were far more difficult teenagers, but it's something that a lot of, a lot of, I mean, basically everyone, everyone goes through, right? There's just a massive neural shift between those ages of what, you know, 13 and 17, or in my case about, you know, 18 and 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for some people, you know, the noticeable shift from the outside and can be seen later, but the, the infrastructure just tends to uh, change that a little bit early. But when our brain goes through that shift, um, any major brain chain, uh, which lack of people have a stroke or a traumatic head injury, what you'll tend to see is anxiety and depression are the two um, common features that come with that. Right. Um, so you've got these, you know, these young people who are emerging into, you know, a, you know, massive changes in their body massive changes in their brain, um, moving in very complex social environment, and everything's changing. And right. so if they look a little crazy, um, it's mostly because they're brain damaged. Um, they're in a really difficult circumstance, and life is actually very challenging for them. Right, yeah. And, and so, so what you're going to see is because part of what they're trying to do is to organize the kind of people that they want to be, they are super, super sensitive to um, to values, and they, which tends to make them both um, incredibly idealistic and also also super judgy. Right. Um, which you know, like, is a pretty difficult combination to live with, even when you love them. And yeah. it's really helpful to really love the teenagers you're living with, because otherwise they're totally a nightmare. I mean, you talk to us a lot about the child brain and the adult brain, right? But the, I mean, it, it makes sense. A teenager, when they are maturing through that period, are basically just going between the two. Absolutely, yeah. It's pretty much like a ping pong, and that's actually one of the critical coping strategies is to actually recognize what brain are you dealing with because sometimes you're dealing with a kid who just needs comfort and love and structure and that and sometimes you need to, you're dealing with an adult you know like 20 seconds later who needs respect and validation and, and acknowledgement for um, the real ideas that they may have and the opinions that they may have even if they are not informed by a lot of experience or it's just something that they read off Facebook or whatever, but they're really testing those ideas out. And so there's a real place for um, for validation yeah. of that, okay. that kind of thing. So, okay, so talk us through some of, the, some of the best strategies for handling this period for everyone involved. 
So, um, so the first thing that you actually need to do is to protect your relationship first, because if you try to pander to your team, that's like kind of you know um, dragging the tail of a tiger, and you it, like that's going to create chaos. You mm. cannot make a teenager happy. Um, they, you know, because they're not supposed to be happy. They're supposed to be sorting stuff out. Um, they're going for a major life transition. They are going to have lots of different feelings. Your job is to basically hold the boat steady, hold the boundaries, hold a space that allows them to emerge. And um, and part of the way that you do that is by protecting the relationship, which may include things like the whole idea that you know parents will often wait until the kids uh, are in bed before they start doing some of their things. That doesn't work if someone's going to stay up till 10.30 at night talking and texting and basically dominating the family space. Send them to their room, send them out of the space, do stuff that protects your date nights, that protects your connection fund, and be really explicit about why you're doing it because that's powerful modelling to them. Right. And they're going to complain about it. Yeah, um, yeah. And just accept that that's, that's basically the, the deal. Okay. So, um, so that's, that's so, rule number one. Right. Know. What's rule number two? Rule number two, um, all of which is a subset of rule, uh, rule number one, um, <clears throat> basically own your stuff. Don't try and take out a team because they're hypersensitive to that stuff. They will pick you up on it if you screw up, if you get angry, if you are being a hypocrite about something, if, if your values are inconsistent. They're going to call you on it, take a deep breath, suck it up, be an adult, and just acknowledge you screwed up. Right, um, and that that will go. And the point is, they're not even going to be particularly nice about it a lot of the time. No, no, you know, they're, they're going to be super judgy and super preachy and all the rest of it. But you're the adult, suck it up, you know. But but that's a critical thing for them because that is the piece that will actually help them move through that really, you know, obnoxious trait of being a teen of being super judgy and stuff. It will help uh... them move through that. Oh, uh, okay. Sort of showing them how to do it. Yeah, right. And, and, and rule number three: own your own stuff. Own your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really just basically saying um, teens trigger our issues. You know, like no one navigates being a teenager perfectly, or even well, most of the time. And so when uh, when kids are doing their own ex- exploring in terms of risk taking behaviour, in terms of engaging sexuality or whatever, um, they're going to bring up our own wounds, our own insecurities, and and those kind of things. And part of it is sometimes realizing that if you're getting really triggered, it's it may not be them. Right. It may actually be your stuff. And so just hold a certain amount of awareness that there may be a part of you that's, that's kind of, you know, feels angry at them or, or jealous of them or really, really terrified mm. um, because you see them doing behavior that feels really different or breaks some of your, your own family norms. Um, that's a really big, um, a, a really big thing. And I, and I and think... In the last- yeah, I think well, I was gonna say I think rule number four is like uh, rules uh, a rule to live by, like words to live by, regardless of whether or not you have teenagers in your life. Yeah, and and basically what you're really looking at is is just just love them, you know. They, oh, they hang on, I thought it was admit when you're wrong. Oh, sorry, I thought we'd already covered that. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. No, I, I want to double down on admit when you're wrong. I just think there's so much to be said for that. Yeah, definitely. You wanna you wanna admit when you're wrong. It it just comes back to that modelling, that modelling thing again. But bottom line, what what they really need, and they're not going to be often be able to ask for, particularly boys, is just love them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. If 
you know, if you've got girls, just, you know, give them hugs, tell them that they're beautiful, take them out on dates. Um, if you've got boys, just, you know, just get up beside them, you know, put an arm around their shoulder and they'll be like, oh, yeah. God, stop embarrassing me. But that stuff is really important because it is really tough. Um, yeah. being a team, you really want to acknowledge that. Yeah, right. Hey, Stephen, before we let you go, I just wanted to check in because you're, you're obviously in Australia, but how, how are things where you are at the moment? Well, I think people are really kind of getting a sense that, um, you know, that the, the pandemic is real. I think, you know, initially people are like, oh, God, not this thing again, and really kind of ignored it. But I think people are actually going to start to get quite anxious now. And so that does look like there's a lot more rule yeah. following and, and settling in. So, yeah, it does look like it's probably going to be a, a bit of a challenging um, couple of months. Yeah, right. Here. Okay. Um, so, Good luck. Yeah.